Thanks for joining us in the Fifth Dimension Lounge. I am one of your two hosts, the Duke of Detroit. You can call me Duke. And I'm joined by my good friend and colleague here, Jeff. Jeff, how are you, my friend? I love it. You know, you just came up and you're like, I am the Duke of Detroit, and I got my friend, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. It's our uh, very first inaugural podcast. I'm excited. Um, excited you're here. I'm excited that you came up with this great idea. And, uh, and we've got a pretty exciting show today, I hope. Well, let's fill the folks in sure. on what they can expect from us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think a lot. Um, you know, first, how about if we just kind of let them know, you know, who we are and how we got here? Is that? I love it. Yeah, let's start there. So do you want to go or? Um, no, no, after you. Well, so, uh, you know. Age and, before beauty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> right on. You got me on both. <laughs> <laughs> so there's many reasons why we started this podcast. Um, you know, I think that. Uh, it was really important to me to kind of be one of the people that are the face of, not the face necessarily, but one of the people involved in the cannabis industry in this area. Um, I think in a lot of ways, sometimes cannabis gets a stigma um, that it's just a bunch of stoners walking around looking like zombies. And, um, you know, I'm proof that um, we're actually very high functioning, capable um, executives in some cases and professionals and just general people all together. Truth. Um, yeah, thank you, that um, that are actually doing this and, and enjoy it and are productive because of it or for it or whatever reason. So, you know, the reasons why people get into cannabis are, are numerous. And the reasons why people smoke marijuana, weed, pot, um, cannabis are numerous as well. You know, and my story is unique to me. Um, I'd like to tell it. I think that um, maybe hopefully some people can relate. I'm not saying that my story is gospel and I'd like to see other people do it, but it's what got me where I am today. Um, and it started, my relationship with marijuana started in high school. Um, you know, High school? Started, how, how old were you? Uh, so I was actually, it was the fall of my, thanks for asking, it was the fall of my junior year. Um, I had always, um, I had always, always, always struggled with uh, anxiety. And, uh, and not knowing what it was at that time, but just knowing that, um, being around a lot of people made my skin crawl. I was probably one of the few kids that hated going to Cedar Point. There were just too many really? people there for me. Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I, um, in high school, I had, you know, one really large event happened. My dad passed away, um, my, this fall of my junior year. Oh, that's awful. And, uh. That event, it's in in itself, um, was so disturbed, was just rocked my foundation so much that you know the anxiety that I had went through the roof, and um, you know it was hard to concentrate in school. It was hard to focus on friends. It was hard to focus on schoolwork, fam, whatever it was, sports. Um, you know, I was just struggling, and uh, you know, through happenstance, I was going to a party one one Friday or Saturday. I don't know when it was. And I was in Northeast Ann Arbor, and we were off Green Road, and it was at a fr at a friend's house I I'd known since. Well, he went to the rival school in, in grade school in Ann Arbor, and uh, and uh, but anyways, I got to know him in high school, and went to his house, and we got to be friends. And it was, there was I don't know a dozen of us or so there, and he pulls out a sack of weed, 
and he has a one hitter and we're all sitting in the we're all sitting in his garage his parents are gone obviously for the weekend and we're just sitting this and hitting this one hitter for it felt like the whole evening and i remember at some point maybe an hour into into smoking it uh, that i just kind of felt relief you know I, the marijuana had calmed me down i just remember like um in high school sometimes sitting in class shaking oh, you know so horrible so um so when, know, when were you smoking would you go home then and smoke at night would you well it couldn't be all the time so right. um because i had commitments and i had you know school and my mom was a teacher and she had a nose like a bloodhound and um you know whenever i had like a bag of weed in my sock drawer it was always found <laughs> <laughs> you know um but uh so it always happened on the it happened on the weekends you know it happened um you know if my mom were gone or you know, or what? Or, I like the way you say it. It happened. <laughs> it would happen. <laughs> it would what happen. happened? It would I got stoned. I don't know. It just happened. But you know what? It was the first time that I kind of felt like I could it, that everything was manageable. So yeah. Um. So it started there, and my relationship is you know with it has been you know pretty consistent ever since. You know, on and off at some periods of my life. But um, what I found is I found that I you know finished high school, finished college. I uh, have been working steadily ever since. Um, you know, I, I'm uh, an entrepreneur. I'm an advocate. Um, well, you know, I can say for the 10 years I've known you, mm -hmm. you've always smoked pot. Yeah. And I don't mean like around the clock. I yeah. just mean as long as I've known you, you've been a smoker. I wish. <laughs> and you've always been successful and a professional. So, I mean, you are the poster child of how this works and how to incorporate it into your life. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. You know, I, you know, no one does everything great, but, um, you know, I know that without it, I, you know, I'm probably not where I am right now. And I don't know very many things that you can say that, that can do that for you. So that, that's where I started. I'm, um, again, I'm not advocating, uh, uh high school use of, of <laughs> marijuana. I'm just saying that was my story. Yeah. Um, so hopefully somebody there can relate to it. And I don't know when you find that relief, but for me, it, it, it calmed my anxiety. You touched on a handful of things there that I, I find funny. First and foremost, you say there's a stigma around cannabis, and mm -hmm. I could not agree more. In fact, that's what kept me away for it mm -hmm. almost my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't for me until, oh, man. So we're, we're around the same age, mm -hmm. um, mid-70s, yep. early 70s we were born, right? Yep. Okay. 73. So grew up in the same area. Went I to thought you were saying 70, 70 like we're, <laughs> yeah, we're in our 70s. 70s. <laughs> Nobody's ever looked this good in their 70s. Right. Let me tell you that. Come on now. <laughs> you ain't got no style, motherfucker. We grew up in the same area, went to rival schools, essentially, uh, and such different experiences. I also had my father die when I was young, um, and I fell apart as well. Didn't handle it well, but... You know, cannabis, I just never got into. I never tried it, again, because there was a stigma around it. So you fast forward to a few years, big concert goer. I go to a ton of concerts. and that's So when you say there's a big stigma, where did that come from? You know, like... Oh, um, boy, that's a great question. Never, never turned my nose to alcohol at all. Uh -huh. But for some reason, anything pot-related. You know, I always thought stoner. He's not going to do anything with his life. They're all wearing um, flannels. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe in the 90s. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. That was just kind of always my opinion. And then the mm -hmm. handful of people that I did know that smoked uh, 
just hadn't done anything with their lives. Yeah. Uh, I've known very few people that were professionals. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, you fast forward and it's legal now in Michigan and I jump on this train because I've only been doing this less than two years, truly. I smoked before at concerts if somebody else had it, but I was never, and I, it was few and far between, once a year, mm-hmm. right? Not a lot. Um, I think the first time I truly got high was probably 2013. Okay. And again, only smoked once a year after that. When we'd go to like to Ludington or a concert, it would come up every now and then. Then uh, you fast forward to these last two years, and as soon as it was legal in Michigan, I jumped on the train and quickly realized how many other people I knew that actually smoked, and I just had never known. Right. Right? right. They were closet smokers. Yep. It blows my mind. So what turned them into, what turned you and them into not closet smokers? Or are they still? Well, my, um, I think some people are much more closeted than I am. Mm-hmm. But it's funny, we'll go to a meeting or something and somehow it'll come up on the slide and you kind of give somebody that look like, do you smoke? Yeah, I smoke. Do you smoke? Yeah, I smoke. <laughs> and, and then you have a bond and you start telling stories because yep. everybody has ridiculous pot stories. In fact, from our listeners, I would love to hear funny pot stories and first time pot stories because so far, I mean, that's all I have. Yep. I don't have a single bad pot story. That's awesome. Every story I have is fantastic. So I turned the corner. I started off by having, you know, smoking once a year. And then when it became legal, I was so nervous to go buy anything that I had a friend get me a vape pen. So that's how it all starts. I get a vape pen. I tell my wife, like, I'm only going to smoke on the weekends. So I remember that conversation you had with me. <laughs> you know, I remember you saying that to me. You're only going to smoke on the weekends. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah. It's be like Friday, maybe Saturday night after the kids are in bed. And, you know, just, you know, after after the night's winding down, maybe a little bit before I go to bed. Now, it's changed a lot for me. I'll, I'm a little bit more liberal on the weekends, but I definitely smoke every night now. Yep. It's a way for me to, you know. Just bring my night to a close. Yep. So as soon as the kids are in bed for me, um, I'll turn on a show, go out on the patio, take a couple hits, go back in. Um, I, I'm sorry, I digressed. I was starting to tell you how I got into this. So, so nervous to go buy a vape pen. I have my buddy do it. Then I build up the courage to go into a dispensary and buy a cartridge for that vape pen down the road once I ran out of mine. Then I get a little bit curious. I start buying pre-rolls. Then it was like... I, I came over here once and saw you put so flour. much better than a vape, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Then I see you put flour in a one of those raw cones, yeah, and light it up, and I was blown away. So then I started buying my own flour. So it's just funny to me in under a year how quickly I went from being too nervous to buy a vape pen to just buying flour. You know, the max amount I'm allowed to here in Michigan, and then smoking it doesn't take me as long as it used to to get through it all either so what made you curious what at this age you know so some people i've heard these stories where some people start smoking in their 30s i don't understand it like when somebody like smoking i'm talking cigarettes okay if you're smoking like you made it that you you did it that far that long without smoking cigarettes why start now you know why start in your 30s you know you started cannabis in your 40s oh yeah you know what what made you want to do that though like um, like what, what were you looking for? Some people are looking for something I was, or I not knowingly, but well, I, I specifically remember the last trip to Ludington. We go to this, you know, Jeff and I go to this house with about, you know, anywhere from six to 12 guys every year. We go up North together, have this big, beautiful house. And at night we'll sit around the fire, make a big bonfire and we'll smoke. And I just remember sitting there staring into the fire and all these artistic thoughts would come out of what I could do, what I could paint, 
what I could sculpt. I'm not a painter. I'm not a sculptor, but like I saw things in the fire and I don't want to say like I saw visions, but the artistic side came out to me like, Oh man, I wish I could paint this. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted that feeling. Yeah. I wanted, and you know, you let go, you let yep. go of all your problems. And I know I, I have another friend that won't try it again. Cause he did, you know, in the nineties and didn't have a great experience with it, but Oh my gosh, cannabis has come so far since then. There's so many different strains and we know so much more about it. And it's yeah. not some, yep. you know, shit you're finding on the playground. Well, it's not like that. It's like <laughs> that, you know, the, the stuff that, I mean, I remember one of the dime bags. I, <laughs> so I, I went to a parochial school in Ann Arbor. Anyways, make a long story short, one of the dime bags I bought was on campus. <laughs> I buy this dime bag, and it was literally a chunk off of a brick. Do you remember brickweed, what that stuff used to look like? Oh, not me. I don't know anything about weed. It was it was horrendous stuff. So was now it? you're actually getting like these craft, this craft bud grown by people that are actually hopefully living close to you um, or in the same state. You know, and you can yep. get it now at a dispensary. You can grow it yourself. Um, you know, I think about <clears> this all the time. I'm torn. Yeah. I wish I had started smoking right. pot earlier in life, but also I kind of glad I didn't because everything I have now is choice. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm flying with the best stuff out you there. You really are. Nothing but quality. Don't have any bad experiences of stepped on shit yep. or pencil shavings or anything like that. Yep. Oregano. Right. Right. Uh, so. Do you I, know that story? No. You oh, have a story about oregano? Not not really, but like, you know, when we were all in high school and stuff or college and you'd go to a party and somebody would s- sell you a bag or something, a bag of weed, sometimes they would say people would give you oregano. I never got oregano. I don't know how the <laughs> hell you could walk away with a bag of oregano and not know it, but uh, stories, st- you know, stories are told that that happened all the time. I'll so, tell you, two years ago, I probably would have been one of those people that fell for it. Really? Oh, I, I didn't know what pot smelled like. I knew it smelled like a skunk. Now, I love the smell of it. I've got a, sat, I got a fat sack up in my kitchen for you right now. Oh. Yeah. Let's reword that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Touche. Well, you know, I think we have a lot in common. Um based on how we grew up, but I, I'm sure there's lots of differences we'll discover as we go along as well. Do you think there are differences? Well, for sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, what a lot of people don't know about Duke and I is we've known each other for a pretty long time. We've had such similar backgrounds, you know, growing up in a lot of ways. We differ in a lot of ways too. And that's what I think makes cannabis and sharing that experience and, you know, being part of that commu- this community, you know, both feet, um, kind of gives you there's there's something about a commonality that you get when you're, you know, a pot smoker, you mm-hmm. know, and you can find commonalities with all sorts of people. Duke and I have been able to come up with many commonalities, but there are a lot of things that make us different. I just want to do like a quick for instance, and I'm hoping Duke will play along with me. <laughs> okay. So Duke, I'm a little nervous, but go ahead. Well, you should be. So <laughs> I just had this thought, and, and it was yesterday while I was working. I garden. And uh, so it was yesterday when I was working, and I just had this great idea. So the 90s for me are, were pretty formative years. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. Just finished high school, went to college. Yep. You're learning a lot. You get got, We got done with college. Remember getting done with college? You're supposed to be all excited. The job market was shit for us. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. I remember people high-fiving to go sell paper, you know? Well, I was I was in a little bit different position. I had a, a child when I was 21. Oh. So I had to jump into like sales positions. That's early on. right. Yep. Um, so my whole life has always been sales. But you remember. Oh, I do remember. You remember the market. Absolutely. So the market was rough. Yeah. Um, anyways, Duke and I 
both love music. Yeah. You know, music, I'd rather listen to music than watch TV. I'd rather listen to music than read a book. <laughs> um, so anytime that I have free time or if I'm doing something, I'm usually listening to something. So I can, and for any time in my life i can come up with an artist that spoke to me right oh yeah can you do that oh absolutely look can, can we do it for the 90s and i, I just want to kind of do this thing where I, i'll you give a band that you listen to in the 90s and i'll give one that i listen oh. to maybe we banter about it i don't know okay. but it might give us a good idea of like where we're coming oh from. i think this will definitely show the differences because <laughs> i was big into like hair bands and grunge music so yeah so i'm gonna start yeah. with like guns and roses staple of my life prince stone temple pilots swv Ugly Kid Joe. Ugly Kid Joe? Oh, that band was awesome. It, was that a real band? It sure was. They sang a horrible song called I Hate Everything About You. I just loved it. And they had this album. It was awful. But oh, I loved it. It was the one album, though? Oh, no. They had like three or four. Okay. Never heard of them before. That's awesome, though. <laughs> Garth Brooks. What? <laughs> 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 I don't even know what to say to that. That's look, ridiculous. Look, I do. He's fabulous. Garth Brooks puts on a show. I watched him at the Palace in the early 2000s, and I saw him right before lockdown happened last February in, in uh, 2000. He puts on a fantastic show every time. His voice is on point. His message is good. Gotta love him. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I met him once, and uh, we were at, what is that, Eagle's Crest? What's the name in of Ipsy that? Here? Yeah, the golf course Eagles, Eagle's Crest, yeah. Yes. So I'm there at the time. I had a buddy, a fraternity brother that worked there. And I stopped by because I was looking for a job at the time. And Garth Brooks was in the pro shop. And there was nobody else there. It was like him and three people that either worked for him or in the band. I have no idea. But he was, was he wearing cowboy boots? No, he was not. He was wearing his uh, golf shoes. I dig your style too, man. Got a whole cowboy thing going. So uh, he was very polite. I introduced myself. I have no idea why because I wasn't a fan. And he offered me two tickets for that night's show. How could you not be a fan? I'm, of, just, I'm not a country fan. Yeah. I appreciate his ability. Right on. Right? You know, I know his, he's got musical talent yeah. and everybody loves him. My wife loves him. Yeah. Uh, not a fan. Yeah. So he offered me tickets that night and I politely turned them down. I said, oh, to I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, but I have plans tonight. I didn't even come up with a generic excuse. That's what I should have said. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a generic excuse tonight. I can't make I can't it. Do it. Good luck with that show, though. I'm playing bags. I heard you're a big boy and people are going to enjoy you. So good luck. I hear people, people really like your music. I couldn't even tell you one song he sings. Are you serious? And I'm a musical guy. Like, I love music. I can't. The Achy Breaky Heart was the other guy. Oh, the, uh, come on. That's not even close. I know, but I can't think Friends of it. in Low Places? Oh, yeah. I know. Okay, I know that song. Is that one? People sing that at, at karaoke all the time. That's that's the that, that's one most people love. friends. In, yeah, I know that song. Yeah. Yeah, that's about all I know, though. That right. line. Well, that's okay. Um, so, what, so I just went. Is it your turn? Oh, I said yeah, Garth yeah, Brooks? yeah. Um, I got off topic. Metallica? Okay, I'm, I'm an M2, Mint Condition. Oh, should we do them by letters now? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I really focused a lot on hair bands, really. I mean, hair bands and then the grunge movement came through. And I got swept up in both of those. And I don't think I ever evolved. Jeff, I think I got stuck. Still listen. I mean, until until the pandemic, I was still listening to hair bands and grunge music. Grunge after all. Like, wasn't that like five years? Like, wasn't that like a five-year stint? Apparently, I'm a lifelong grunge listener. <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot of new stuff coming out. I mean, I guess you could say like Foo Fighters are, they're still rock, but 
he came from Nirvana, which was grungy. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I don't know. Is it still grunge if we're like, you know, two years from AARP? <laughs> well, I'm still wearing, I now I'm the one wearing flannel, smoking pot, listening to grunge music. Yeah, so boy, you did now, reverse. Yeah, now somebody else has a stigma about me. Right. About that dumbass. <laughs> Sitting there in this flannel, listening to Nirvana. Doesn't he know that shit ended in 92? <laughs> Are they even still together? Well, no, Kurt Cobain died. You said, oh, I thought you said Metallica. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, Metallica's still together. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. I, one of my favorite stories was the first time I truly got high. Have I told you this story? Nope. Oh, my God. This is horrible. I can't believe I'm going to tell you this. Um, I'm, I'm going to abbreviate this story because it's so ridiculous. But we spent, we went to Orion Fest on a, out on Belle Isle in Detroit. Have you been to Belle Isle? Yes, I've been to Belle Isle. Are you it, it was my first time. I had never been. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Wait, how long ago were you there? 2013. Okay. Wow, you went pre-renovation. It's even renovated now. Really? So it's even prettier, yeah. Well, everything I saw was outside. I didn't go inside anywhere. Yeah. Um, Two-day concert, Metallica and Red Hot Chili Peppers. My buddy had bought us some VIP tickets. It's not something we always did. It was uh-huh. a special occasion. So we were in this special section where you got unlimited beer. Um, But you could only keep it in that section. And they had this little platform with some Adirondack chairs that faced out towards the stage. And we just got plowed. We got so drunk. All we did was drink beers there all day and watch music from this little stage up top. Yeah. And we're not sloppy drunks. You know, we're fun, having a good time, just kept to ourselves, told stories, and listened to music. It was great. Somewhere in the evening, we're waiting for Red Hot Chili Peppers to come out. It's the last band of the night. This guy walks up and sits down next to me in an Adirondack chair, and he pulls out the biggest bag of joints I'd ever seen. These things were huge and fat. It was like out of a movie. It was fantastic. He was was it in a gallon bag, you think? Oh, gosh. Like that big? In, right now in my mind, that's how I picture it. All right. But, you I'm know, just trying to paint a picture. I don't think it was a sandwich bag. It right. was definitely a quart or, or bigger. Okay. <laughs> so he, uh, he offers me a joint, and I am bombed absolutely bombed and i graciously accept it that took you to the fifth, fifth dimension didn't it oh i walked right in there was <laughs> there was no waiting <laughs> so yeah he, uh, he gives me the joint lights it up for me because i don't even have a lighter right i don't smoke at all i start smoking a little bit with him we're talking and i'm looking he's got tattoos all over his arms really impressive i'm like man look at those you, you're really into owls he goes what the fuck are you talking about I go, you got all these tattoos of owls he's like man that's that's jason that's Jason. I'm like, oh, yeah, Jason, of course. I'm so drunk. I have no idea what's going on. So as this high starts to settle in, this guy scatters off somewhere else. And Red Hot Chili Peppers comes out on stage. And I am sinking into this chair, right? I'm melting into it. I feel really good. And there's these... Because sw- you hit the joint, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hit it a bunch. Right. Coughed like, you know, because I don't smoke. Oh, yeah. Coughed like I was going to hack up a lung. Yeah. So I'm now, I'm just by myself. My buddy's sitting next to me, but we're not even talking. We're, I mean, he's hammered. I'm now drunk and stone. I'm melting into my chair. And as I look through, there's these safety bars in front of us against the rail. And I'm lower than they are. Like, I'm not standing up against it, right? So as I'm sinking down, like, if I move my head a little bit, I can see the Red Hot Chili Peppers on stage. And if I move it to the right a little bit, the slats, or these bars, obscure them. I can't see them. Kind of freaking me out. Here they are poof there they're gone and on top of that like their whole concerts like abbreviated it in two minutes like i'm just hearing hit after hit after hit in two minutes so it's only like 30 second hits yes 
It's like 15, 20 seconds. Boom. New song. Wow. Boom. New song. I really started to stress out about it. So I told my buddy, I'm like, we got to go. Like, I can't handle this right now. And he's drunk. He doesn't give a shit. He can barely walk. So we had got, this was prior to Uber. We had a uh, Metro car waiting for us. So we'd walk out of Belle Isle, take the bus back, get on there. Metro car, go home. Next day, not even hungover. Like, we're still drunk. Take our Metro car back. Go through the whole evening. We barely drink anything. Comes time for Metallica to come on stage. I'm sitting in this chair, and here comes this guy again. And now, with sober eyes, looking at this guy, I'm realizing we should not have been hanging out together. Like, <laughs> we don't have a lot in common. <laughs> this guy hasn't seen a bath in months. His clothes, I don't think they've ever been washed. So I'm here. You're all dirty and bleeding. No, I'm not. I'm here for dinner. Holes in his, his wife beater that he's wearing. Yeah. One tooth gleaming at me. Uh, it was an experience. And he goes, my man. He goes, you ready to smoke again? And I looked at him. I said, I should not be hanging out with you because I saw these joints now. And they were monstrous, right? Like, it's all coming together. Like, what was I thinking? And I see his arm and his tattoos. And they're everywhere, right? Tattoos everywhere. And it's Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. Freddy Krueger. Hatchets and claw marks and blood you know, tattooed all over his arm. There was, there was nothing beautiful there, right? There was nothing, yeah, yeah. there was nothing to uh, tell me a story about his life, <laughs> right? <laughs> he wasn't going to point to one of these and say, this reminds me of my little girl, Yep. right? Yep, yep, it was yep. just pure horror, scared to death. Uh, so we smoked down again, had a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we, we you know why? Kindred spirits. Do you know why you smoked down again? Because it, weed is the common denominator. You know, you can find like like we said earlier in the show, you can find commonality with anybody if oh, you can yeah. spark it, spark a joint with them. Yeah, we had know? a good time, and that's why like if you look at the event like that you went to, what was the name of the gimmick? Orion Fest. Orion Fest. Hadn't heard of it. Yeah. Um. Obviously, from our music, we we're probably at different concerts that day. <laughs> probably. Right. And uh, but like that's the kind of the neat thing about 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 weed though. You can kind of find that commonality when you're talking about like Orion Fest and. The unlimited beer. Yep. You know, we went to Canna Jam this weekend, and you know, yeah. on Saturday, right? That was a good time. And we got there early, um, right as they were kind of opening up, and you and you could see that where it was going, and the vendors, and um, you know, the dis- different dispensaries and and things like that. You know, they had uh, live entertainment. This is a great vibe, you know. And I remember when we walked in, Duke, you were saying, "Let's look at who's here," right? Yep. And the coolest thing was is everybody was there. Like you could see every persuasion that you'd encounter on the street was in there and everybody was having a good time people were smiling and you could tell it was just a healthy environment yeah am i wrong no you're absolutely right you're absolutely right everybody was having fun i you know the only thing i can liken it to is like a beer fest i've been to a beer fest on the same island yeah um and it was fun it was great and this was just like that but for you know weed yeah so much fun they had vendors out there you could actually buy weed there from dispensaries yep I, I mean, I didn't expect that to really be there. Yeah. So it's it's making some huge jumps forward. But my favorite part of all of Canada Jam was my boy Blue. Blue. I don't know what his name was. Well, we didn't we didn't get it, but uh, he let us take his picture because yep. the dude was dressed like a rock star, wasn't he? Check out our Instagram or our Twitter at Fifth Dimension Lounge. Five th dimension lounge. We have a picture of Blue. Well, at least that's what we named him. I don't know what his name was, but this guy was classy. Like he knew what he was doing. Well, this wasn't his first can of jam. No, you know. No, but I mean it was our first in Ypsilanti. 
but it was definitely not his first can of jam or can of anything. No, right? this guy was a crusty veteran. He yeah. knew what he was doing. Yeah. This guy had a beard, a white beard that went down, I'm guessing, just below his chest Yeah. to a point. Uh, long white hair, beautiful cowboy hat on him with a Detroit D on it, English yep. D. And then he had a shirt with sleeves cut off, thin man. And then his pants, his pants were outstanding. Yeah, they were bell bottoms, right? Yep. With uh, he had he had sewn patches from was it, were they states? We'll have to go back and look. Oh, at they the were picture. everything. They were absolutely everything. I'm going to tell you what they were bang on is what they were. There was not one like you couldn't see denim. Yep. It was all patches. Yep. So picture, you know, ten thousand patches on a pair of bell bottoms with no denim showing, and cowboy boots. That was this guy blue. Yep. I love this guy. Yeehaw. You know, unfortunately, we saw him as we were driving away. We were at a stoplight, talked to him out the window briefly. That's a guy I could have sat down and talked to all night. For sure. He That guy had a story or two to tell. Yeah. There were so many characters there, though, and that's what I really like about, you know, cannabis and cannabis festivals and being around people that are smoking. It's interesting shit, right? I mean, oh. it's interesting people. It's interesting conversations. Um, well, you know. one thing we're going to do here every every week when you join us. We are going to bust out some pot, give it a whirl, give it a try, tell you what we're, where we got it, what we think of it, and we're not going to spend a long time on it. And then as we tell a story or, or maybe interview someone, we'll come back to it and tell you how we're feeling a little bit more. So you might not have been able to hear during the show so far, but Duke and I have been enjoying, enjoying some of the stuff that I've grown. Um, I've been growing now for some time. Um, I wanted to start growing because I smoke enough where I want to know what I'm ingesting. Um, I try to grow as organic as I can um, because it's something that I like. And uh, so I think it comes out in the product. Uh, I know that Duke enjoys it. Oh, yeah. I know that when friends come over, they enjoy it. Yep. Um, so uh, today, you know, what we've been smoking is Gorilla Skittles. Um, it's actually a, a strain that is a very heavy indica. Um, it's a hybrid, but it's a, it leans towards an indica. It has really nice fruity notes. Is it really that rare? It's like the rarest. It's almost a shame to smoke it. It's like killing a unicorn with like a bomb. And we just tend to enjoy this one when we're down here quite a bit. Yeah, this is, this is a nice one where we will sit down here and have a conversation with music on in the background. And boy, it's just it's funny how we go from story to story to story. How and this is where, you know, Jeff will turn on some music and it's just in the background. Yep. And I've heard so much new music that I never would have found if it wasn't for you. I this being down here, walking in the fifth dimension with you, fifth dimension lounge, it is one of my favorite things to do. So I appreciate that. You know, it's all about um, you know, space that you create, you know. Yep. And um, you know, when I'm when I'm doing things, when I'm gardening, I I like to hear music. Yeah. You know, it's it's important. So I always have music. Lighting's important. Um, so lighting has is, is pretty cool down here, but it's all about, you know, I'll be quite frankly, where the fifth dimension lounge came from is, a, and I'll tell the story. Just, please. Do, you, do you mind? I kind no, of please really pass that joint. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. About to start a little puff puff give in this motherfucker. I forgot. See, he already knows. He's telling me <laughs> puff puff give. If I didn't get my second puff. You ain't got to lie, Smokey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who said that. That was Duke, just so everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have to, like, they're going to think that was you? I hope not. <laughs> so, uh, the Fifth Dimension Lounge um, happened just kind of casually, honestly. And it, the idea happened 
two years ago. So I've got this really good friend, um, got almost like family. I just met him two years ago, but, uh, um, Danny, he lives here in town and, uh, you know, works at a local establishment that, you know, everybody's familiar with. Anyways, he and his wife have this beautiful home, uh, towards Depot town. And I like to go there. He's a DJ. So he spends, spins a lot. And in his garage, he has got all of his albums. He has his turntables. He can hook his laptop up. He's got lighting. And in the winter time, he has a wood burning pot belly stove. So we can sit out there all winter and listen to music, enjoy some plant medicine and just geek out you know he'll spin some new records that i haven't heard anyways it's my favorite place so our, our evening you know this is where the time machine happens you know or where the fifth dimension lounge idea comes from you know evening starts at seven o'clock you know we'd eat dinner and and uh so we go out there to, and like we normally would you know have a beer and, and smoke weed and listen to music long story short we walk in there at seven o'clock i'm walking out in two of the morning <laughs> i don't <laughs> I, it felt like a blink. I don't know what happened. I walked out like I left a casino, you know, like, <laughs> and I don't gamble. So I really don't even know, but it's, I, I'm assuming that's what it feels like. You know what time? You don't know what time of day it is. Wake out, walk out. It's two in the morning. It was awesome. I called, I text him and his, he and his wife the next morning. And I say, that was awesome. This place is now called the time machine talking about his garage. I love it. And I, I had to create the space for myself, so that's my basement, you know. Yeah. So that's why we've got, you know, comfy sofa and, and chairs and, and, you know, mute stereo down here and things like that. So um, I wanted my own I wanted my own time machine, and now i got the Fifth Dimension Lounge. So we're down here one day talking about um, just nothing, right? It's, it's just one of those things where the conversation just flows, and we're going from story to story. That's when you start realizing how much you have in common, right? Yep. And we're listening to music. <laughs> and Jeff plays this song and oh my god it was fantastic i was so in love with it I'm like what's the name of this and he says something and you know it's up loud i think he says bus stop bus stop like so, att yeah yeah yep like i'm waiting at the bus stop yep. to go to school so i grab my phone i go to itunes and i type in bus stop nothing pops up and i think to myself you know what I'm just going to leave this here so when I get home and I have a little bit more of a clear mind, I will look at it and look up Bus Stop. Afternoon goes on. We're still talking, still listening to music. There's another song. I'm like, this is great. I don't even know what that one was, but I want to put it in my phone again. So I ask him. He tells me. I go to put it in, but Bus Stop's there, and I never found it. And I don't want to lose it. So I go, hey, Jeff, well, tell me more about that song, Bus Stop. Who sang that? At this point, we've been down here for a couple of hours, and we're both feeling pretty good. He looks at me. He says, hey, Jeff you play that song bus stop and i look at him like he's crazy i'm like what are you talking about bus stop i'm racking my brains i'm thinking he's talking about like an old four top song or something i don't know <laughs> i don't know bus stop. stop you know <laughs> and uh so i have no idea he's, and then i'm racking my brain I'm like are you talking about must stop and uh and that that turns out the, oh we that turns laughing out to, so hard so that so at one point we were gonna go ahead i'm sorry well, don't you then it, we were to call this place bus stop so we were going to do interviews down here and people are coming to the bus stop. This is their stop. And like we joked about it. So as we came up with the idea of the podcast and started flushing out what we, what we wanted it to look like, we always referred to it as bus stop. Yeah. And then we had a candid conversation one day that neither of us liked bus stop and no. it wasn't going to work. No. 
but the but the thing is, is I we like the idea because I like the idea and you know of it being a bus stop, so we can have so part of the idea of us wanting to start this show and we've gotten interest from other people. Yeah, is actually have people on, you know, um, people that are uh, connected to the cannabis industry, um, people that are connected to you know city and state local municipalities. We'd love to have them on, um, you know. So our idea in calling it the bus stop is they can come by the bus stop, we can chat, blah blah blah. Whatever it didn't work, but the idea is we still want to have those people come. So I, you know, in the back of my head, I've been, and you know this, dude. Yeah. I have, I have this tickler file of people that I want to have on the show. So, um, people that we're hoping to book, and you know, we can go ahead and talk about them now. Well, um, I, I'm excited that you are so excited about all these official people. Yeah. So g- give us some examples of the people you want. I'll give you examples of the people that I'm going to talk to. For sure. I well, I don't know if it, like yeah, for sure, definitely official people. You know. Um, but like, I'd love to have you know Jeff Irwin, who's state senator from this area. Yep. Uh, Democrat uh, helped write a lot of this legislation that helped put you know uh, legalization in Michigan on the map. Important person to have on. I, I hope so. Yep. Um, you know, I haven't asked this person, but I'd love to have Ronnie Peterson on at some point. Local Ipsy guy, state rep, um, hell of a good person, works his ass off in the city. Um, people getting things done. Yeah. People getting things done. Um, you know, and part and you know, part of the solution, uh, uh, Annie Somerville, who is an up and coming, you know, leader in politics in Washtenaw County and at the state, just, uh, uh, chief of staff, Jeff Irwin's chief of staff. I'd love to have her on. She's the, uh, she's on city council here in Ypsilanti and, uh, she kicks ass. Yep. Um, you know, from there, a moonshot person for me would be, uh, Ellie Savitt. Um, I'd love to have Elian. I think that um, his common sense approach to uh, his office <laughs> is uh, refreshing, and I really appreciate uh, you know the thought that he's putting into how to destigmatize um, cannabis, um, how to be um, a little bit more flexible when it comes to prosecuting um, these. You know, um, things that would put you put things that would put you away for a really long time. You know, the three strike rule, the going to jail for decades for um, having ounces of weed. I mean, it's, it's so it's, everybody you just mentioned, <clears throat> yeah, is extremely important right. to embracing the cannabis culture here in Michigan for sure, right? Daryl Stavros, uh, I, I'm sorry, I got to you know yeah. Daryl Stavros. He's um you know in Washtenaw County. I, I'd love to have Daryl on. He's a pioneer. He was here when you know they're first getting medical through. Um, at times when, you know, some municipalities, local municipalities were still trying to arrest you, even though you could have that legally, but through the state, you could have a medical establishment. Um, so, you know, Jamie Lowell, uh, you know, people like that, uh, would be exciting to have on here for me. So everybody you just mentioned is extremely important to <clears throat> embracing the cannabis culture and helping us to get to where we're even at today, right? right. Let alone moving things forward, uh, and making things better so different than the people i want to interview and those people are important right we need to have those people on yeah and they're fantastic and and this podcast won't be anything without them yeah i want to interview total stoners old friends um people with ridiculous stories because all the people you mentioned are very important i'm sure they're gonna have great stories but they're also going to tell us what we need to do to help move this whole thing forward right yeah how do we get more progress yeah uh i want to hear from people that tell me a story, uh, you know, about the first time they got stoned or about how they got lost in a different state because they were so stoned or 
a concert, you know, just whatever from being stoned. I love those types of stories too. So we're gonna have those types of people on as well. I hope so. And maybe some live music. You yep. brought that up once. I would love to have live music. Um, we've already, um, uh, so one of our future shows will, will hopefully be in, and we're just in the early stages of talking to them about it, but I'd love to do, uh, a beer pairing, you know, so yep. taking, um, a couple of the strains that I might grow and pairing it with a, a local establishment's uh, uh, beer, you know, I, I think that'd be something really fun to do. Um, and seeing if maybe a, a, a restaurant vendor might want to do something like that as well, and we could do it on air and 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 give an opinion and, and and things like that. So you know, we talk about people being on both sides of the spectrum, right? There's people that don't smoke. There's these people that have really embraced it and smoke and are kind of open about it, right? But then there's also this group of people that want to smoke and have no idea what to do. Maybe yeah. they did it in college. Yeah. Uh, maybe they did it in high school. Maybe they've just never even tried and want to do it. So I have this buddy. Uh, I don't know if he wants me to use his name or not, so I'm just going to call him Big Red. Uh huh. So I got this buddy, Big Red. Nicest guy in the world. He and I had smoked a little bit with a vape pen uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic. And then he comes to Ludington with us and smokes up there. He's always smokes my stuff. and I know he has another friend. He goes to his house and we'll smoke with him. I love sharing with him. We have such a good time together. He wanted some weed. And I'm like, well, yeah. Do you want to know which dispensary I go to? He goes, well, I know which one you go to. He goes, I don't want to go alone. So I went with him. For sure. And, he, you know, because he was really nervous. But what's really cool about some of these dispensaries, you walk in and they're there to help you. Yeah. They're there to answer your questions. Yep. So you can... You know, they'll ask you things like, uh, well, when do you plan on smoking? Which is crucial. Yeah. Right? Am, am I smoking after dinner? Yep. Am I smoking at night before bed? Yep. What kind of feeling? What am I going to do after Am I, I waking bacon? Right? Yeah. Am I going to do some chores around the house? Because yep. then you want a sativa. That's right. So anyway, so they will uh, help you. But if you're, sore, if you're back sore or, you know, or something else or, you know, maybe you don't want a sativa. It's, it's, that's what's neat about it. You there, know? There's so, lots of yeah. options. They'll break it down for right. you and you don't need to know anything. All you need to know is that you want to smoke. Yeah. Go in, talk to somebody. They'll help you out. And it's great because they'll help you figure out if you need an edible uh, flour, something pre-rolled because you don't have any desire to do that. Or if you're into the vape pens because you want to yep. do it in your house and don't want it to smell. Yep. Like there's lots of little options like that. They'll walk you through all of it. They're like a, a little bud tender yeah. there. Uh, that's their whole role is to well, their actual you. That's the actual position. Yeah. 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 Yep. So anyway, we're going to talk to, we're going to help fill you in on that kind of information so you feel more comfortable with it. Um, and hopefully you'll join us in the Fifth Dimension Lounge. You were saying... <laughs> That was, that was, that's so awesome. You were saying? You threw it on me, didn't you? You threw it back at me. I appreciate that. So this is a running joke with me and Duke, right? One of the things of, one of the things when you, you know, sometimes when you smoke cannabis and, you know, you have all these great thoughts just swirling around above you, you know, sometimes just hard to, you know, stay on that one thought for a really long time. So we've gotten into this habit where if we're talking, we're riffing with each other down here and, and just having a good time, just generally. If one of us forgets our thread, we'll look at the other and say, I'm sorry, you were saying? <laughs> <laughs> and the beautiful thing about that is it's a it's a very nice way to tell somebody you totally forgot what you were talking about, and they have two options. They can either remind you where you were so you can pick up your story again, or feel free to take the story in a new direction and tell your own story. <laughs> yep. Because right now I am stuck and can't say anything, and that's exactly where I just fell. Boy, oh, boy. You know – You know what? I, so let me – how about this? I'm – I'm going to make you feel a little bit better, okay? okay. I'm going to tell you a story, all right? It's really quick. 
but it, it's just a, it's a stoner story and now you can appreciate it well you've been able to appreciate it several <laughs> times down here but th- this time for sure so i was at some function i even forgot which one it was but it was a it was a fundraiser i believe here in ipsy and i happened to go and i was feeling great i mean i i Again, it was a social situation, so of course I smoked a little bit before I went. You know, so I, by the time I got there, I was feeling really good, and I was talking to a woman, um, you know, over by the wherever I don't know one of the tables or whatever it was, and having a great conversation. You know, just talking about you know, um, or at least I thought we were having a great conversation, and just talking about things around Ipsy and some exciting stuff that's going on. And mid sentence, like out of nowhere, it was like the the, the candle just went out. And my whole thread, everything that I was, everything that we were talking about, our whole, the whole past 10, 10 minute conversation went away. And I look at this woman and I go, I'm sorry, what were you saying? And she looks dead in my face and she goes, I wasn't saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> and left me hanging there trying to find my words. And Duke, do you know what I felt? Do you know what I felt coming from her? Embarrassment? Shame? Shame. All of that. Keep going. <laughs> It's horrible. <laughs> what are some other great? Uh, anyway, so uh, oh, I I totally I'll, feel I'll, the pain. Uh, so I was I was feeling all of that. I didn't feel. I I wasn't saying anything, <laughs> and I could feel her going. Mm-hmm. You enjoy your weed, buddy. <laughs> totally judging you. You're not even gonna remember your name by the time you're fifty. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I just wanted to just walk away so bad. I could not believe. She walked it. away. Talked to somebody else. And she, have you seen Jeff? He smells like pot. He He's, totally lost track of his own sentence. He was telling me a story that was something that was supposed to be so important that he couldn't remember the end. <laughs> well, it was awesome. And guess what? It's probably happened 40 times since then. Yeah, so. she's got her own podcast right now. She's, yeah, right. She's telling the story about, you know, why you shouldn't smoke pot. Yep. I, he, I, was at, I was at this fundraiser and <laughs> it, was, it was supposed to be for, you know, uh, mountain goats in, in Riverside Park. <laughs> <laughs> There's a need. You know that, right? Oh no, there. No, we have them. We have. We, Stop have, go- it. we have goats. We have goats that uh, that do the like you know instead of getting mowers to do the hills, you know, because they're really steep. They like, shut up. Yeah. So so I was just making. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Dead serious. Back up. Yeah. Let's let's condense this into some non gorilla skittles words. You're telling me the city of Ypsilanti. That one got away from me, didn't it? It sure did. Yeah. You're telling me <laughs> the city of Ypsilanti has goats that they put at the park to eat the lawn because they don't want to mow it. Well, it's not like we have a stable or anything, but I'm sure like what they do is they have a contractor. <laughs> like you're making it sound like we got a like I'm, city hall's got I'm, a farm or I'm something. I'm fucking blown away right now. So we have I don't care if it's two goats. I can't believe somebody ever put this plan together. I think it's a half dozen, but they crowd them in there and they eat this they eat the grass on the hill. It's kind of cool, but I was saying I was what whatever fundraiser I was at, I can't remember. I was just saying it was a fundraiser to support the goats, <laughs> which is a which is a real thing. And I just went too high, Way but too it was high. but it was okay, you know. Um, so, anyways, that was the story. That, that that was why that's why it cracked me up when you said you were saying <laughs> you were saying. Yeah, that's I totally it. got off track. I don't even know what we were talking about. I don't even know if we have to go back and tie anything up. So let's talk a little bit about Gorilla <laughs> Skittles because clearly, uh, I'm losing my track of thought. It's funny at the beginning of the night, I'm really on point. I feel like we have things to talk about. Yeah. Then after smoking a little bit. I feel pretty articulate. Like I use words I normally don't use, and I'm shocked that I know them. Yeah, but then and, what happened? And yeah, then okay. it's the last step where yeah. I'm just a total stoner and, and have no idea what we're talking about anymore, and I kind of get off track. 
Typically, we're going to end every podcast by playing you a song based on the high we're feeling. Uh, but as Jeff told us earlier about bus stop, hashtag must stop. I think we should end with that. What do you think? I think it's really important. So how about if we end with must stop by ONR? Very best stand-up I've, I've I've heard in the last decade. Oh yeah, I'll do another one. Pub, you fucking up the rotation. Puff, puff, give. The very best stand-up I've heard in the last decade is is Dave Chappelle's. So he said something that was very poignant, and it was self-serving to him. But 
I, I didn't realize I agreed with him until yeah. he said it. He's, he was joking about himself. Some may say the goat. The goat. I was just thinking about that this morning. So that's when he said that, I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, take a step back and how rude of yourself to compare you to people like. And then I start thinking, I'm like, holy shit. He is better than all of them. Yeah. All the greats that I grew up yeah. with, whether you're talking Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Eddie George Murphy. Carlin, George Carlin. Yeah. Those other three are like Mount Rushmore for me. These others are just notable. Sam Kinison is a notable yeah. guy, right? Dennis Leary, notable guy. Yep. Never on that same yep. echelon. So and Chris Rock. Chris Rock's another one that goes damn close to Rushmore. Close. And, but- you know what holds him back? He didn't do enough. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have enough stand-up. Yep. He, he did an act early on in life that he did repeatedly. And then when he was older and famous, he had a great stint of stand-ups. I'm going to be honest with you, too. Do you know why, do you know why for me, he never gets there? Because in my head, he's always pooky to me. <laughs> <laughs> he's always going to be pooky. Fuck the cup. Pour my hand for so, a dime. Yeah, yeah. boy. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, shoot, this crackhead's not even going to enjoy it. Well, so much more to say about Dave Chappelle in his first movie. Uh, Which one? Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Was, was that his first movie? You know, Mel Brooks movie. No way. So this is like 1992-ish, 93-ish, because yeah. I went with my dad to the theater, so he was alive. That's the only reason I put those together, so I can tell you how long ago it was. Yeah. And... 92, 93, pre-internet, right? You don't, there's no way to read about what's going on in the entertainment yeah. industry online. It's, you know, you have to read the newspapers. So we're going to the movie. My dad was making a big deal about this young black kid and how famous he was going to be that he's like the newest, hottest comedian and he was going to be fantastic. How the fuck did he know that? I mean, because Dave Chappelle is the goat. Which oh, yeah. We got to finish that story up in a second. Oh, yeah. Dave Chappelle's the goat. But how did he know that in 92, 93? What the fuck was he reading? Was that USA Today? I don't even know. <laughs> that, I, You know, I have no idea. That's but, crazy to me that he called that. Yep. And I'll never forget it because yep. I saw that movie like a hundred times. Yep. I loved it. Yep. It's and, awesome. And, I'll, and to me, it's so funny that Dave Chappelle was so young in that. And that's his first movie. Yeah. And here he's this giant star now. I wonder if his next one. So he was a nutty professor too. Do you remember that? Yeah. A few, I didn't know he was in that, but that was a few years later. It's like 95. So he was the, com- he was the comedian. And you, if you don't remember the movie, but I don't, I just know the year ha, was out. Ha, hilarious! Really, it, it was him and Eddie Murphy, and it was a tour de force. I mean that that it was like ten minutes, and they were snapping on each other so hard that like the audience was laughing. You know, like right because like the the extras, yeah. you know, in the movie, yeah. were laughing, but you could see like tears in their eyes. You know, how hard they were laughing because you know they're just ripping that shit. You know, <sighs> it was. Funny. Him and uh, Norm McDonald have a movie together. I can't remember what it was called. It's so bad that it's good. Really? Because you just got to appreciate that one character is Norm McDonald. Are they cops? No. He's a butler. Norm McDonald's a butler. And he wants to kidnap the dog of his owner so that she'll pay some ransom. And him and Dave Chappelle will run away with all this money. Dave Chappelle's his best friend. And it's just... It's comical brilliance, but it's the, like the worst movie. But right. it's so good. Oh, that's awesome. And so it never did well. Screwed. It's called Screwed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to Dave Chappelle calling himself the GOAT. So you compare him to then Eddie Murphy's Richard Pryor. And to me, Eddie Murphy's the greatest. Yeah. 
right? Raw, delirious. Yep. I could I, yep. I know him by heart. Yep. Me too. But the problem is it's only two. Yep. He only did two, really. He has a string of great movies, but he also has a string of flops. He's got a string of bad music. But if you... Oh, yeah, he sure does. I bought one of his damn My CDs. My girl likes to party all the time. <laughs> Eddie Murphy has two comedy albums. And we're talking about comedian, right? Comedy king. Somebody that stands up and tells jokes. Who's the greatest? So Eddie Murphy has two of the best albums ever. Whereas... Dave Chappelle has what, like six, seven, yeah, something like that. Plus, he did just a ton of stand-up anyway. Everywhere before that was known for that, so I'm sure he's on specials and shit. Yep, um, with other people. I know people forget about that. You know, I mean, that guy just, you know, he did all the touring. Yeah, like in this last one that he did, he explained how somebody was taking class. Yep. So, So I just I found that really interesting, but I don't think anybody's done more than him or better than him. He's like the Tom Brady. Yeah. Of comedians. Yep, I agree. It's, I agree. So, yeah, he's he's the GOAT. How do we get on that, about him being the GOAT? I don't know. Earlier in the podcast, we were kind of talking about how we were alike in a lot of ways and how we were different, yeah. you know? Um, Please don't make me compare dicks on the podcast. <laughs> suck. Yeah, it would. Why? Oh, dude. Let's do it. I just got an even better idea. Huh? Dude, this is so smart. This is so fucking smart. <laughs> Jeff, we do the podcast, right? Play the outro music. We do everything we normally do. Boom. We keep going high. So, yeah, I'll, I'll edit it and make it so it seems like like one part of the evening or something. But whatever we do on the front end, we do on the back end just as long. But it's all just high us. Wait. <laughs> get it is that awesome uh, the silent laughs are the hardest laughs i'm trying not to make my hernia blow up oh shit <laughs> <laughs> thought you had a little boner <laughs> a little weirdly placed boner motherfucker you just said a little boner <laughs> <laughs> oh that is such a good idea is that a great idea wait hold on so you're saying like you know We'll do the whole thing straight, and then we'll... Whole thing straight, play out music. Yep. And as soon as the song's over, like, it just slowly fades us in. Like, <laughs> as the music's fading out, it's we're talking over it, just in a story like this. Oh, my God. And then we just keep telling our stories, and then we'll play out with a totally different song, and we're not even going to announce it. It'll just happen. And that'll be, like, a real stoner song. Yes. Like, boom, boom. Like, something yes. real. Like, fucking glass animals gooey. Hold on. Hold on. Fucking Hold genius. On. That fucking works. Dude, I don't even know what to say about that. Because then we don't even have to stay on topic. It doesn't matter. It's just us being high. We don't have to worry about anything. Now we don't have to worry about what we're talking about. We just go. You just go. <laughs> I love the way you said that. You're like, you just, just go. go. You just go. And then we... Oh, fuck this just got better help me now we're not interviewing friends they're just over for this part and they're all smoked down fuck yes yes and just it we're not even gonna announce them sometime all of a sudden we just have a third person it's just, third oh! person, just part of it 
You know, oh, dude, I love that shit, dude. You just, just that's why flavor. What the fuck, motherfucker, motherfucker. We just created. Just hold on. Will you write all that shit? Are, are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. This is. We got to remember that this shit. This is the first one. This is gonna be part of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is. People are listening to you laughing, getting it right now. They're way ahead of you because they got this like three minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> You're just realizing the brilliance. <laughs>